This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I highly believe that I am no one to tell another woman, another being, what they can and cannot do with their body. Like, who, who am I? The bottom line is equality. And that's something that we haven't gotten to yet. And that's why this issue is so, feels so large right now. Women are always fighting for all rights. And it's time for men to step up. Everyone and welcome to a very special episode of Cheekies and Chill. Today, I'm joined by a few guests to talk about a very important topic, reproductive rights. Back in June, the Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade. It's a previous landmark decision that granted women access to legal abortions for almost 50 years. So let's get into it. This is Cheekies and Chill. With me today is Patty Rodriguez, co-host of the My Cultura podcast, Out of the Shadows. Hi, Patty. How are you? Hi, Chiquis. Thank you so much for having me here and inviting me to talk about something that's really important for our community, not just for all women, but for our community. I agree. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. We also have Emily Estefan and her partner, Jem. Can I call you Jem? Yeah, that yes. good. <laughs> Hernandez, <laughs> they're hosts of In Our Own World. Welcome, ladies. How are you? We are great. We're so honored to be here. We are part of the Michael Duda I Heard family. We are women. We are queer yes. women. And that's an interesting perspective for us to analyze this argument. So thank you for inviting us. Thank you so much, Chiquis. We're so excited to be here. And last but not least, we have Arlene Santana, a development producer on the My Cultura Network and today's moderator. She's also very knowledgeable on this topic. So hi, Arlene. How are you? <laughs> hi, Cheekies. Hi, ladies. How's everybody doing? We're hi. good. Nice awesome. I'm ready. This is such an important topic, and I'm so grateful that you were able to lend your platform for us to have this conversation. We know that reproductive justice, that reproductive rights 
is an issue that disproportionately affects people from the Black, Indigenous, and from our community. We know that this isn't just a woman's issue, that this is an issue that affects trans people as well as non-binary people. And we've all had some time to process the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. So without getting too much into the nitty gritty, I'd love for this conversation to be us highlighting voices from our community. So let's kick things off with you, Cheekies. Where were you when you heard the Supreme Court overturn Roe v. Wade? What were your Mm -hmm. initial thoughts and what were your initial feelings? Oh, my goodness. Um, I was in Dominican Republic, actually. I was out there for um, my birthday celebrating with, with some girlfriends. And I heard the news and I was just like, honestly, flabbergasted. I was, I was upset. I was like, what is happening in the world? <laughs> we were living in 2022. Like, I automatically, um, I posted something, reposted something. And of course, I got some backlash. Um, people in my DMs, you know, saying and giving me their opinions. And I mm-hmm. was going to do this whole TikTok. I actually still have it saved. And I never posted it. It's crazy because I tried recording it like three, four times um because it would cut me off and it's just there and i never posted it so i said you know what i'm going to take it to my podcast because i think it is something that not just because i'm an artist and i'm a singer and i should just stay away from politics i think it's it is my god-given right to to speak about my thoughts and how i feel and help other people you know and um and that's what i'm doing you know but it was it was definitely disappointing for me Patty, what about you? Where, where were you? What do you remember from that day? And what were you feeling? You know, interesting enough, I was actually um, landing um, into Washington, D.C. Um, I was there for a, a, a convention. And that evening after we wrapped up, uh, took an Uber to the Supreme Court. And it, it, there was just so many feelings and emotions there. Uh, so much anger. I think I think as as a country, we're just so discouraged by our government and the 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 fact that this is this is they're framing what's happening as this religious reason when I think the reality is Mm -hmm. not that's not true. It's not it's it's I I feel that it's about control and and that's what's heartbreaking and what. I feel we're not really understanding. Agreed. We're definitely going to talk about how our culture and religion intersect. Um, but before we do that, Emily, Gemini, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Where were you when you heard the news and what were your initial feelings? I think we were together, weren't we? When we, when we found this out. Um, to be honest, I don't remember the exact time and place. But what I do remember is the moment that I realized that they're trying to make us feel that history is further away than it is. We're still living in a lifetime when women couldn't vote, when slavery was legal. You know, we have to take a step back and say, yes, you know, at least in in certain directions, we're going in the right direction. However, we're still in a world where we are discriminating against so many people that live among us. And some of those people is gender, sexuality, like you mentioned. But the bottom line is equality. And that's yes. something that we haven't gotten to yet. And that's why this issue is so feels so large right now, because we feel like we're in a bigger room than we are. They used to put things in history books in black and white that were in color to make us feel like they were further away than they were. We need to be on the front line still being these voices and, and these platforms that you are offering us, because that's how we're going to change this, continuing the conversation. 
Before, back in the day, you couldn't even say the word gay. You could, woman and voting, ha, 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 that's a joke. You know, now we're able to talk about it, but we're still fighting. So that's why we're here. That's why we're having the conversation. I don't remember when, but I every day remember how important it is. And that's what, that's what sticks with me. But yeah, yeah. you remember, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think there was one thing that I read somewhere that it just stuck with me the whole day, which was, the daughters that are being born today are being born with less rights than the country that I was born into because I was lucky enough to be born in America. And like Emily said, this is a way bigger thing. And like you said, Patty, this is much bigger than just the rights that um, uterus bearing individuals to to speak of everyone that this affects um, are are trying to protect. This is about bodily autonomy. This is about anyone not allowing or not allowing the government to have a say on what we do with our bodies that's our, our god-given right um mm -hmm. and and i think that more than anything it was disheartening to to hear that news but more more fuel to keep pushing forward for a better future for sure patty you touched on this a little bit about this um idea that our community you know we come from a culture where religion is sort of deeply rooted in who we are. Of course, not everyone comes from a, a religious background. Not everyone was raised in that in that way, but it is part of, of who we are as a community. So Chiquis, I'd love for you to, to kick this question off as well. You're someone who has said you believe in God, but you're more uh, of a spiritual person now. How do those two things um, intersect for you? Can someone be religious and also be pro-choice? You know what? I think um, anyone can be whatever they want. You know what I mean? I, I guess in, in, in speaking for myself, um, you know, growing up in, in a religious home, you know, we were Christian. Um, a lot of fear was was instilled. A lot of, of you know, if you don't do this, this is going to happen. You're going to go straight to hell. And for a long time, I believed it. You know, and thankfully, I had an epiphany one day, and I am definitely more spiritual than, than religious. And, and I'm just the type of person that respects everyone's decisions. I'm very much let, live and let live. Um, and I think that, yeah, I mean, maybe you can be religious and be pro-choice, but I highly doubt it. I haven't seen someone. And that's what upsets me the most about this whole thing is that they keep throwing the Bible at me. Um, or at us and just throwing in what the Bible says and religion. And it's so much, it's not, it's not about that. It's so much more than that, you know? Um, but for sure, people in my family that I know, <laughs> obviously, um, they, they think that um, I cannot say that I love God and, and be okay with this is what they've, they have told me. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. sorry to interject here, but I just have to say one incredible thing. God and religion are two different things, mm. in my opinion, Agreed. because mm -hmm. you can believe in God, you can believe in the almighty power, whatever connection you have with your God, right? Mm -hmm. But religion as a construct is man-made. Those books were written by humans, passed down by people yes. who were faulted, who had issues themselves. Mm -hmm. So I believe in God, but religion, I'm not sure. And that doesn't mm -hmm. mean that I'm not somebody who has faith, you right. know? So Right. That's where I feel, Agreed. for me, that that line sits, mm -hmm. you know? There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it 
and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of My Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Patty, what about you? I, I know that uh, you have some strong feelings about this and it's a complicated, it can be a complicated conversation to have, especially when we're talking to people in our family who are very religious, like Cheeky said, and even sometimes talking to the older generation. How do those two things play out for you, being religious and being pro-choice? It is very complicated because I believe in God. I believe in a higher power. I believe in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I have a very hard time understanding the 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 motives behind all of this if you if you're these individuals who are making these decisions for us if they really believe in these babies then you know they 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 would they would invest in resources to ensure that every child survives and thrives Mm -hmm. that to me is what just it's makes it's it, it, it angers me because if it was really about the children we would be investing in creating a foundation. What do you mean by that? For for ch- investing in ensuring that our children are healthy, that they're not living in poverty, that their pa- mm-hmm. their parents and family have a foundation to be able to raise their children in the way that we should all be raised. And that's not happening in this country. It's not happening. So if you can't just, uh, the minute that a child's born, this government completely forgets about our children. We are. We have the lowest education rates in, in in the entire world. 
our children are not provided with the resources that they need to thrive in this country and in the world. And that is what's heartbreaking. So I, while I believe in life and I believe that um, in God and the higher power, what I don't believe is the reasoning behind the control that is being imposed on us. Don't come to me with this with this crap because it really is. It mm-hmm. is it is it is frustrating because they are they're using this as a control mechanism. And um, I like Chicky said, you decide. You have the right to choose what to do. We have the right to choose what to do with our bodies. Um, and there's no other body that is being um, control the way reproductive people's bodies are controlled. And if we don't see that reality, then this is only the beginning to just be, uh, just a bigger heartbreak and problems in this country. I, I, I love fun- that you mentioned that. Go ahead, Germany. No, sorry. It just you got me thinking, Patty. It's really funny how also we are trying to solve the problem of unwanted pregnancies um, by looking at women. But last time I checked, women can't impregnate themselves. It is no. a man who impregnates a woman. So why haven't no. we focused the conversation to them? And that's or at what least you know. I'm equally. a mother. Love. I'm a mother to two boys, and I want. I am hoping that I raise my children, my my two boys, knowing that this is not just a woman's problem. Um, and I hope other parents listening feel the same way too. And you know, we also see that when it comes down to this, it's always us who are the loudest. Um, we're, women are always fighting for all rights, and it's time for men to step up. Because this is not just our problem. And as parents and and mothers, we have a responsibility to raise boys to know that they're sharing the world with women. And they're just as much responsible for it than we are. And it's it's enough that we're the only ones always fighting. Um, And it's, it's heartbreaking and frustrating. Chicas, I hear you, you I maybe clap. have some strong thoughts on that one. Go <laughs> yeah, ahead, too. speak on it. I'm speak on that one, Chicas. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. I mean, yes. It's not just like like Jem said, you know, it, it's we don't impregnate ourselves, you know, so we shouldn't yeah. just be the only ones held, quote unquote, accountable, you know, and I, I mm-hmm. highly believe that I am no one to tell another woman, another being what they can and cannot do with their body. Like, who who am I? Like, that's. Am, am I going to take care of the child? Am I going to say, no, don't have an abortion. I'll take care of it. Like, that's where I'm like, okay, all these people that are voting and that are saying, okay, yes, you know, um, these women should not have abortions. Okay, well, are you going to take care of them? Are you going to provide for these children? You know, because then we have an even bigger problem. Like, if you have, if you're forced to have an unwanted child, there's going to be resentment there from the parent to the child. Mm-hmm. The child is going to grow up upset and it's going to cause so many other it's, it's future It's the worst issues. you can do. Yeah, it's the can. worst you can yep. do to a human being. Mm-hmm. Bring him to a world where they're, they're not, there's no love. Unwanted. Where they exactly. feel like they are unwanted. No support. Unwanted, yes. no support. Not just by the person birthing them, but by the entire country and the government. There's absolutely zero support for these children. Mm-hmm. Not only that, speaking as a queer woman, you know, 
I, I have been with men in my life. I've experienced what it is to feel the responsibility of being a woman in a sexual relationship because that's another thing. When you're with a male, I feel like oftentimes you feel like, oh, it's my problem. Like if this happens mm-hmm. to me, it's on me. You know, I have to tell the guy and figure it out mm-hmm. and it's my burden. Absolutely not. Like Jem and we're just speaking about. However, at the same time, you know, we have to acknowledge that as queer women, when we decide to have a child, that we have to plan that. We have to figure out what we're going to do, how best to love that child, how best to find somebody that needs love, and we have the resources that we can give them. And so, for example, there are so many children that perhaps somebody doesn't have the resources or love or, you know, mental stability, which is so fair because mental health is a really big thing. And if you're not in a mm-hmm. mentally well place, you should not be preparing people for this world. Or even and after, or even after pregnancy, postpartum depression, of course, which is I mean, again very real, and uh, an entire mm-hmm. an entire thing that needs to be respected and talked about more because there's a lot of shame about it. But anyway, so when we make the decision to go down that path to to find our child, you know, then we are going to love that child as if it is our own and give it the life that it deserves, which is why there are opportunities out there for people to be loved, just like in nature, just like we see in nature, you know? Mm -hmm. Y'all talked about this a lot, about this idea, how if this was really about pro-life and about the children, then we would really be providing for those children after they are born. Mm -hmm. And there's this element of economic control Latinas, people of color are already paid at such a lower rate than your white male person is in this country. Can we talk about that a little bit, about the economic control and how this could potentially prevent women from going to college, from moving out of their parents' house, from becoming independent? I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on that. Patty, can we start with you? Yeah, as a mother to two children, motherhood is the hardest, especially um, as a parent trying to navigate a career. I, I, my mom came to this country uh, from Mexico and she had three children and I honestly don't know how she did it. Um, I would say at the expense of her mental health mm-hmm. um, and it shouldn't be that way for mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs a village and we no longer have that village. Um, our ancestors had villages. It was a community that raised children. You never, it's, you don't raise children alone. That's not, you don't do that. But somehow in this culture, in this, this, this country's culture, you're supposed to raise your children alone at the expense of your mental health and your physical health as well. And what happens is it sets women back. Because again, there's no support for um, childcare. Um, you're not able to, um, it's a lot challenging for you to move on into your career or um, as a mother, because you're no longer living for yourself. You're, li- you're living for a child that needs a special care and not just for a few hours a day. We're talking about 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And in this country, we have zero support. And me as an entrepreneur, a writer, a producer, a creator, I owe that to my village. I was able and I had the privilege to be able to bring my aunt from Mexico to help me care for my children for the first years of their life. Without her, I wouldn't be sitting here with you all. 
I wouldn't have mm. the career that I have, the um, the businesses that I have, because it takes a village. And it's really unfortunate that women have to choose to, and that's what this country is having us to do, to choose, and we shouldn't have to choose. We need to bring back our villages. Um, women of privilege have their villages. They don't talk about it, mm-hmm. but they pay for their villages. Yes. They have their drivers that take their kids to school. Mm-hmm. They have Nannies. housekeepers that care for their homes. They yes. have a nanny for each child. They have tutoring classes. They have after school programs that they can pay for. It takes a village to raise children. And our community doesn't have that. So when you when the government implements this control on us, it is only going to affect us. And no one's doing anything about it. And we should be really angry. Yes. Chiquis, what about you? You you care for your siblings. I know yeah. that you're not a mother yet, but you are mm-hmm. sort of the matriarch of your family right now. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about those kind of responsibilities and the dynamics uh, of what it means to uh, now have this access uh, taken from you? Well, I mean, growing up with a mother of, of five children, a single mother of five children, I, I hear what Patty's saying. And I saw firsthand how difficult it was. And because I was the eldest, what I had to do, my mom had me at 15. For her, it was especially living at my grandparents' home, like abortion was absolutely not a choice. Um, and it was expensive. So she didn't know what to do. And I, I grew up seeing that, you know, she says, I thought about it. I didn't know. I, I didn't want to have you, but I had no choice. And you know, it was difficult growing up and, and knowing that, obviously, but I'm glad. I'm glad she had me, you know, but I think she had my support, but it was also very difficult on me because I had to give up so many things um, in my childhood to help my mom. I don't regret it, but that's just my reality. And now that she's not here, I mean, she taught me so much. I learned so much and, and it's difficult, you know, it's difficult and, and it's, I've had to help raise my siblings and, and I'm telling you, you know, tutoring tutoring is expensive and i wish that they would help us more with childcare. you know what i mean johnny was 11 years old when my mom passed i didn't know what to do i was trying to figure out my life and i'm like how do mm-hmm. i you know it, it was it was just a lot i mean especially even growing up i mean we we weren't born with a silver spoon in our mouth you know and it was it was hard it, it was definitely hard so that's one thing that I, it's just it upsets me and i just even if it is someone that had consensual sex and she just is, doesn't want to have the baby with this, with this guy or whoever it may be, mm-hmm. why? Why force someone? You know what I mean? Or what if it's a, I just heard something like, I don't know, like two months ago, someone, I believe a little girl in Ohio, I think she was 10 years old who was raped and Oof. she had to travel. I don't know where because she couldn't have an abortion mm-hmm. where she was from. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. what freaking world are we living in? Like, this is ridiculous to me. And just because I'm pro-choice doesn't mean I'm pro-abortion. I'm not one to say use abortion as birth control. I'm just saying, don't tell me what I can do with my body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, don't, yeah. don't, mm-hmm. that's not, it's not okay with me. It makes me feel very uncomfortable and it makes, it worries me for my future children, you know, or like, ¿Qué va a ser de esta vida? You know what I mean? Like, what, what's mm-hmm. going on? We have to stand up and we have to have these hard conversations and they're going to be uncomfortable to some people, but... I think it's very important for, for, you know, future generations to come.
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good. And I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Emily and Jem, uh, what about you and your perspective yeah. from the queer community? I would love to get uh, your thoughts on yeah. it. And you're also Gen Zers. Um, Actually, so you, we're yeah, millennials. We are not oh, Gen Z. Oh, are you? Okay. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Shout out to all the millennials out there. <laughs> I mean, Sorry no heat on the Gen Zers, but, you know, millennials are better. Just saying. A little heat. Uh, I know you guys <laughs> are millennials. <laughs> you know, Cheekies, I was thinking when, when I was listening to you speak, it's, it's, you're absolutely right. It also makes me wonder what comes next. If they were able to take mm-hmm. this from us, what else can they take? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that Roe v. Wade was sort of an umbrella law where it did discuss other parts of um, pregnancy. Uh, how, how should I say this? Pregnancy things like uh, contraceptives. Health, health pregnancy issues. Thank you. Health pregnancy issues like contraceptives, um, the right to have a cesarean, different things that are then put mm-hmm. into question. I mean, let's not pretend like we didn't all probably hear Justice Clarence Thomas me- uh, mention gay marriage as something that we should look at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 extremely worrisome, and I couldn't agree with you more. It's not even about um, the valid truth of the 10-year-old who had to go to an obscene amount of length to have an abortion, or the women who are at risk of dying themselves, or 
the parents who are loving mm-hmm. parents who are, are excited and, and have prepared for a child who un, un, unfortunately was not able to develop their vital organs. All of these other situations that right. are extremely valid where uh, the life of the child is put over the life of the mother. But just the regular Susan um, or, or Tom or the person who just simply ended up pregnant, be it because of something severe or something that uh, occurred to them as terrible as a sexual harassment or even rape, or simply, I, like you said, I met this person and this happened and I'm not ready for this in my life. And why would I bring a child into a life that yeah. I'm not prepared to raise them in? So, yeah. I, uh, Chiquis, you, you said something that I want to be fair and I'm going to be honest because you said, okay. oh, well, you know, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I was. When I was born, I wanted for nothing. I had my village, mm-hmm. right? Because here's the funny thing. My parents, not only do they have that village that is the Latino culture, which is abuelas and abuelos. And I can call my mom right now and she'll be here in 10 minutes if I need her. And also I had the ability of, oh, if I needed to call a driver, which I never did. But I'm saying I had the ability to, you know, Mm -hmm. like I I didn't Mm -hmm. want for anything. And that perspective to me says, okay, like you said, most of the uterus bearing human beings who are having this experience, right? they are not the ones making the decisions. The ones making the decisions are the ones with the silver spoon, the one that can mm-hmm. travel to whatever city they want to acquire that doctor and acquire that medical procedure. The women who are dying are, are not the people who are making the decisions. We are going to have a loss of women that is catastrophic as a result of, you cannot stop people doing what they need and want mm-hmm. to do. What you're going to do is stop them from yes. getting adequate care to do so. Mm-hmm. It is exactly. not going to stop. Yes. It is going to keep going. And then as well, as a result of that, um, as a gay woman, you mentioned, well, how do you feel as a gay woman? Jem said something to me the other day that I was like, I never even thought of that. Because as a woman, I feel so passionately about my body. And it's a shame that I do because we are looked at in such an objective way. However, as a gay woman, what happens when I have a straight daughter? What happens when I have a daughter who is out there in the world that is my tribe that I need to take care of, who now, Mm. like Jem says, grew up in a world with less rights than me? That is ridiculous. Yeah. For what? For me to say in, in three months time that now her and I can't get married if we want to? That we're afraid that if I'm dying in the hospital room, she can't come in to say goodbye. Like these are, that's why you say be loud, be proud. And our Mm -hmm. culture supports those things because we are a tribe and we've always operated that way. And there's no shame in that. It's about balance. That's all it is. You you mentioned something very, very important that needs to be repeated. Abortions are not going to end ever. Mm -hmm. They've been, they've, have been happening since the beginning of time so let's very everyone listening be very clear about that what's going to stop from what's going to stop from happening is access to adequate health to for these women safe abortions and that's what we need to be protecting yes Mm -hmm. adequate health for these women so whether you're if you're pro-life you're pro adequate health yes that's what you should be fighting for Um, well, speaking on that, Patty, I'd love to get your thoughts. I know that you're a mom. You're raising two boys. How is this going to impact their lives, um, other children's lives who are growing up in this uh, type of society where we're limiting 
reproductive justice, reproductive rights. Um, I would love to, if you can share what kind of conversations you've had with them, if you've had any conversations with them so far. My children are still very young. They're, they're still babies. Um, so I've not there. I, but what I want to as, as their mother is raise them to believe and to understand that this is not just a woman's problem. This is also their problem. And they have to join the fight as well when they're ready. Um, and that's what I hope that when they are ready to do that, they also are as loud as we are. Yeah. And what about you, Chiquis? I know you've shared your wishes that um, you hope to have children of your own one day. Yeah. How are you? How are you seeing this? Um, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. How is that going to impact you and your decisions? Uh, some of the women here have talked about how it's not even about abortion. What about if it's a health concern and you have to mm -hmm. have a certain procedure um I, I would love to to have your your thoughts on that because now i feel like it's a little scary to be pregnant in general because anything can mm -hmm. happen the mortality rate of black women of people of color in this in this um mm -hmm. country when it comes to pregnancy and going to the hospital is so high it's like, i think the worst in the world the numbers yeah. here in the united states are staggering it feels like mm -hmm. we're living on another planet um sure. so i'd love to get your thoughts on someone who's thinking and considering about getting pregnant one day yeah, well, I'm I'm in my late 30s, you know, I'm 37. And I've thought about it, I have endometriosis, I have hormone issues. So I'm on hormone therapy, and I'm not on birth control right now. Um, so there's a chance I can get pregnant at any time. And there's also a chance because I am taking uh, testosterone, you know, drops that um, my baby, my unborn child can have, you know, um, is the health issues or or what I'm looking for the word. Um, birth defects. Complications? Yeah, complications, you know, and I'm well aware of that. You know, um, it's just it's difficult because I'm like, okay, well, what if I do encounter that situation? Am I going to have to or I can't I, I, I can't have an abortion. And if I do have one, am I going to be is it going to be? Am I going to be, you know, obviously, with some of my family members, it, it'll be frowned upon. Am I a bad person? You know, I've thought about that. I'm like, Oh, am I, should I keep this child even if it does have birth, like birth defects? Now we have those resources to see, to see, you know, and to have that choice. But it makes you, I shouldn't feel guilty. You know what I mean? Um, because I have wanted to wait because I did raise my siblings because I do have a career going on right now. Um, and it just, it does, it concerns me. It, like I said, I've said the word upset. It makes me very angry, but it does. You know, I think of my, my sisters as well, you know, um, it's just, it's just really sad that this is our reality right now. And, no sé, me da mucho sentimiento <laughs> because I, I personally, I've thought about it a lot because of my age. I really have. Well, to share a little bit, just based on your thoughts, um, I'm married. Uh, my husband and I have been having, uh, having the conversations about trying to get pregnant for quite some time. And we did get pregnant last year. I was four months along and my doctor told me that due to health issues, I would have to terminate my child. And it was a child that we really, really wanted. And I got a second opinion about it. I did every possible thing, you know, that we could have done in that moment to make the best decision for ourselves, for our family, with our doctors. 
and mm -hmm. I still had to terminate the child at four months. And so I, when I heard the news, it was not only was it triggering, but also I was scared as hell. I was like, mm -hmm. yes, we live in a, in a state where um, some of those rights are still protected. But if I had been in any other state, I would have been prosecuted. Uh, I would have been sent to jail potentially because I was making I'm a sorry, decision. Arnie. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Thank you, Patty. Thank you. Yeah. We're thank lifting you, you with so love. I, I, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so I totally understand um, that those health concerns that you're talking about. And for, for all the women out there who, who, are, who are considering getting pregnant, that is a real concern. Right. Um, so before we close out today, any, any last thoughts that anybody would like to share on a personal level or just an overall um, thought on, on today's topic? I'll just say thank you so much. I mean, it's these conversations are where we continue the fight, you know, because fighting is not about violence. It's not about this. It's trying to figure out how we can build a bridge between, you know, what people understand mm -hmm. and what they don't. So thank you. Mm -hmm. it, it was an honor for me. And, and I hope to see a, a future where I'm not worried about my ch my potential child's rights. So let's work towards that. Thank you so much. It's really oh, wonderful course, to be so amongst other Latina women who are moving this conversation forward because the Latin community, you know, tends to feel differently on this issue. So it's, it's actually really mm -hmm. inspiring that we're all here um, kind of beating to the same drum. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. It, it's, it's lovely to, to see how intellectual and informed everyone is and how passionate more than anything. So I'm so grateful that I was able to have this conversation with you guys. Arlene, thank you so much. Um, Patty and Emily, like Jem, you guys, honestly, thank you. And everyone, you guys can binge the entire season of Out of the Shadows now. Patty, do you want to tell us what the podcast is about real quick? Yes. So Out of the Shadows tells the moment in history when President Ronald Reagan signed a bill that gave over three million immigrants amnesty, essentially allowing uh, them and their children the opportunity to come out of the shadows and work toward the American dream. And we are a product of that children of 86. I love that. Share your socials too. So everyone can find you. Well, you can go out <laughs> yeah, of the shadows or you can go in our own world. <laughs> part of the Michael yeah. Duda podcast network. I love can, it. Listen, yes. when we're not in our own That's world, a nice segue. we're chilling with cheekies. I'm telling oh. you. If we're not here, we're there. Love so it. this is a fam bam. Join the family. Listen to us. Love the fam. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful did you share your your, your um your oh, social you can Patty? find so me sorry. on yes you can find me on instagram at patty rodriguez Eso. Yeah, and emily let's, get, and, let's become friends yes <laughs> emily mm -hmm. and jim um you guys tell me a little bit about your podcast and share your socials please Oh, man. So we have a space uh, travel podcast. It's the cheapest space travel you'll ever do because we actually don't go to space just in our minds. Don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. No, no. We're, we're a couple. We're... That sounds fun. <laughs> it it is. is fun. It is fun. That's a, a good word to describe the podcast. We kind of take our ship anywhere that the wind blows um, to talk about the things that are important to us, the things that are going on in our lives, introduce some of the quirky members of our of our world surrounding us. Um, and yeah, you can find us anywhere, really. Uh, you know, social media these days. Yeah, you can find us at In Our Own World Pod on Instagram. Our my Insta is Emily underscore Stefan and Gems is... Hola, Gemini, which is... Go. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, I love that. Hola, Germany. <laughs> Perfect. No, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you guys again. I, um, I really enjoyed this conversation. It is a heavy one. Uh, but at the end of the day, the more that we have these conversations, the better for the world. And we should really be loud and proud. Um, so you guys, everyone that's listening, we have some abortion resources for you in our show notes. So please check those out. This episode will also be available on YouTube. Search My Cultura Podcast Network and subscribe. I'm your host, Chiquis, and I hope you enjoyed this roundtable discussion. And los quiero mucho. Hope you guys learned a thing or two. And I will see you next Monday. Besitos a todos. Besos. <laughs> Do you need advice on love, relationships, health, y más? I'm so excited to share with you that my Cheekies and Chill podcast will have an extra episode drop each week. I'll be answering all your questions. Just leave me a voice message con todas tus preguntas y yo te las voy a contestar personalmente. All you have to do is go to speakpipe.com slash Cheekies and Chill podcast and record your questions. I can't wait to hear from you. This is a production of iHeartRadio and My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at My Cultura Podcasts and follow me, Chiquis, that's C-H-I-Q-U-I-S. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-213 o visita prevnar20enespanol.com Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.